Welcome to Sunday Chats 969, the podcast where you can listen back to interviews that were first broadcast on All FM 96.9. We are an award-winning community radio station based in Manchester, and on today's episode we are welcoming back the marvellous Mark Jackson, also known as Keith's brother. Mark is a performance poet, a spoken word artist, and we are celebrating the release of his debut EP, The swimmer where mark sets his poetry to music we're also chatting to him today ahead of a special performance that he's doing for the word in glasgow as well as a just stories performance this april every time mark comes on he can't do one hour oh no we've got to have two so this is part one of two Welcome back to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9 All FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world, online. Joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly, delighted to be keeping you company. Here at All FM, they call us the real voice of Manchester. And my real voice of Manchester live in the studio today is the marvellous performance poet and spoken word artist, Keith's brother, a.k.a. Mark Jackson. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks, Ruth. Great to be here again. Welcome back, I should say. And we are actually a bit privileged to have you here because since your first debut performance here at, at the station in June, you've gone on to become a bit of a regular at the BBC, haven't you? <laughs> twice. I don't know if twice counts as being a regular, does it? Mm, nearly. Well, Christmas is a good gig. Christmas special is a good gig, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I was quite uh, honoured, I suppose, to get there. They did a Christmas special of the upload and uh, I was asked to go in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't do myself any favours because I was late. Right, oh, OK. Um, so I missed a lot. Of, they were doing like a lot of Christmassy stuff, okay. quizzes about things, and I missed out on some of that. But Is but, Christmas really your thing, though, Mark? I'm a bit of a grinch, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, I tuned in late and I was like, I recognise that voice, that's Mark. And that's what happened the last time. I thought, whoa, Mark's on the radio again. But it's great to have you on the show. Since you were last year, a lot has been happening for you, which I I love because it's just like seeing you develop more and more as a spoken word artist. So I first got to see you at Dulcimer's in March of, of 2022. And I really thought that you performed really well. And you said that you weren't really performing, but I did think that you were. I sp- well, when I've done it a bit more now, I think there's probably an element to that. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably unintentional, mm. but I think it's it just comes with the characterisation in some of the writing, I suppose. You yeah. just go along with that. If someone's mm-hmm. saying something angry, you'll say something angry, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not something I set out to do, it's just probably part of the, the reading, I'm, I'm guessing. And we spoke a lot about the fact that you've got this stage name as Keith's brother and it's really good to say, you know, we've got Keith's brother on today and people are like, who's that? But do you want to tell us again how that actually developed for you? Yes, the, the it's. I wrote a story called Jean's Not Happening mm. and there's a character in the story who has a, an older brother called Keith, who uh, makes him sort of do... 
a few things for him, shall we say, okay. that he shouldn't, shouldn't really mm -hmm. be doing. Um, and when I read it one night, somebody came up to me afterwards and said, uh, are you Keith's brother? <laughs> so I said, yes, I am. Mm. And then he shouted to his mate, he went, oh, yeah, this is, this is Keith's brother. So it just sort of rang, you know, rang true a little bit. Yeah. And plus, it felt like when he was doing the spoken word thing, it gave mm. me a bit of anonymity, I suppose. Uh, online, I could okay. use who else's name other than myself. And it distances yourself as well, isn't it? Just a little bit. It gives you more license to play around with, with what you want to say. Yeah, I guess it does. There's, there's a lot of um, a lot of people on the, the spoken word scene mm. tend to use different names a lot okay. of the time and I, I was probably trying to emulate them and yeah. I also thought there was a bit it was quite funny when I get announced on stage if they say Keith's brother's coming up and <laughs> yeah. everyone's going to be saying who's Keith so it, it was something that just, just quite liked to yeah learn. and it's also developed into keithsbrother.com isn't it yeah I've got a website <laughs> yeah uh, I, I do have a brother called Keith and he, he's, oh, you do? he's buzzing about it right he okay it. yes he does um, so yeah I've got a website that's keithsbrother.com and I've got I think about 20 short stories on there. There's links to wow. anything live that I've done. There's a couple yeah. of pod plays, links to that that are on there as well. So it's just a sort of a, a central place to, to store all the, yeah. the stuff that I've been doing. Oh, nice one. And I did see that you actually updated keithsbrother.com to, to let people know that you were on the show today. So I was really chuffed with that. The the All FM logo is now there on, on keithsbrother.com announcing that, that you're on today. Yeah, and right. the, the funny thing about the last time you were on is you're only supposed to be on for an hour, but you had like two hours worth of material. So we just kept going. Yeah, we did. It was good. It didn't feel like two hours. I, I hope anyone no. listening didn't think that as well. Well, you got a lot of listen backs on my podcast, so I don't think that they did. I think they were they were really into it. And the exciting news as well is that since you were last here, one of the things that you told us about was that you used to be involved in music. You actually used to even be in a band. That's correct. Yes, I did. So you have now taken that to another level in a sense, haven't you? Yeah, I suppose so. I, I'm, I'm, the, since we spoke last... Mm. I would say uh, a bit of a shift in, in some of the, the writings that I've, I've do is that I've put a few pieces to music. Yeah. So that's a bit of a, a development, shall we say, between when we spoke last time to now. Was that something that you were, you were planning or did it just kind of come, come about organically? Oh, I think I'll make an EP from these. It came about because a lot of the, uh, the spoken word nights that I go to... Mm. 99.9% .9 of the people who go to these things are poets. Yes. That, that's what most of the yeah. people do. So I was looking, thinking, maybe I should try... Something different. Writing some poetry. Mm. Maybe I should have, attempt it. So I, I had a couple of uh, stories on the go that were work in progress, if okay. you like. Yeah. So I tried to put them, condense them, put the words a bit more concise, give them a bit of a voice. Yeah. And I gave them to my daughter to read. Nice. And I said, what do you think? And she said, it's a bit like lyrics, Dad. Right, It's not yeah. really poetry, it's more like lyrics. So I thought, I borrowed an iPad, mm -hmm. put a drum beat, mm. read them out over the top, and things just escalated. Developed from there. Escalated, I would probably say. <laughs> from, from Good word. Yeah. Good word. 
I find it's pretty impressive and I'm excited that we're going to play some of the, the tracks from your EP as well. But we'll leave that till a little bit later on to keep the listeners waiting and, and hanging on for it. We, we've got you in, in training for Desert Island Discs once again because yes. Lauren Laverne is kind of like thinking of putting you on the, the shortlist. So, you know. I'm probably in, a, in an in-tray somewhere. She'll get to me eventually. Yeah, well, now you, you're there at the BBC. It won't be, be that long. Um, but which track do you feel kind of um, introduces you, so to speak, this time around? Well, I wouldn't say it introduces me, but I'd like us to play uh, The Poacher by Ronnie Lane. OK. Um, Ronnie Lane's one of my favourite artists. Nice. I suppose musical hero is a bit of a cliche to use. Hmm. But I've... When I was in the band, one of the one of the few good things to come out of it was uh, a love of the faces. Okay. See, this wow. was one of the few things that us as a band had all have in common. Right, I see. So it okay. was. It's um, it comes from there. I've been a big fan of Ronnie Lane uh, for a long time. He's he's a bass player like I was. Ah, so that was what you were. Songwriter. Uh huh. He was very very stylish on stage he always looked like he was having the time of his life mm. when he was performing um, sadly he got MS and he, right. he's, he's, he died a few years ago oh gosh but I've always been a big fan of him so it'd be great to play this okay let's have this
that was Ronnie Lane there, the poacher, and that was the first choice of my special guest live in the studio today. It was the marvellous Mark Jackson. I'm always kind of like in between, should I just announce you as Keith's brother or Mark Jackson, but uh, I think we need to let the people know who was the, the actual name behind all this work. <laughs> I think that's right. My name's Mark, go with that one. I'm fine with that. <laughs> What's all this, Mark, about you being the king of Glasgow? <laughs> it's it's a bit of a uh, a jokey name, shall we say? Um, I've got a, a few ties to Glasgow because okay. there's um, a, a publication called The Word. Yeah. T h i w u r d. Oh, I love that um, obscure spelling as well. Yeah, and it's 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 um, run by a, a guy called Alan McGonagall, and he uh, publishes this book periodically. Mm. He runs writing classes. He's a lecturer in creative writing. I think it's Strathclyde Uni. Okay. And I had a, a piece published in the Word wow. in I think it was 2020. Okay. And it's quite an achievement to get something in there. I'm not saying it's yeah, because it was it me, is. but it's yeah. They have a lot of uh, um, uh, submissions, so mm. you do well to get something published. And it, it's mainly short stories. What what they do? It's like an anthology type yeah. uh, publication that, that they put out. So they do live events mm. as well. So I've performed at two previously. The live events, they get 200 plus people there. Wow. Who are like contributors, um, people who are associated with, with, the, with the magazine mm -hmm. and with the writing classes. And last time they had an event on, they had uh, a couple of bands playing. They had a guy out of Deacon Blue who was oh, performing wow. his own solo stuff. Yeah. And I did some of my music pieces there so I opened the show and closed the show for Gosh. and it was it was absolutely brilliant and it, I've, I've, the stuff that I did I mean I, when I do the spoken word stuff a lot of times I, I get no response people well, don't bat their eyelid I'm shocked with that to tell you the <laughs> truth it's just the way it goes isn't it but the, yeah. it, um, in Glasgow it goes down a storm it, honestly it's brilliant and the, the, the Alan sort of jokingly um Referred to me as the King of Glasgow ah. last time I was there, and so I've, I've, I said, You're taking that. I've, I've said I'm taking that. I'm having that name. I've even put it on my Twitter bio yeah, now yeah. as well because it was it's a bit of a, a Mickey taking name, but uh, also it was a, quite affectionate. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Another alter ego, and I think you know maybe another character in in the making. But I think your your content matter is very kind of relatable to Glaswegians. I mean, I can see how it would be. It's the, it, I'd, I'd refer to Glasgow, and in a, I know it sounds corny, but it's all, almost like my second home because mm. I feel so, um, I feel really part of the the, the, the word family, yeah. uh, the people that are associated with it. I love the city as well. I love the feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, so every time I go up, it's it's a it's a real treat for me to to be asked to go. Really. Oh wow! And you are actually going to be performing for them again really soon, just a little bit later on this month, aren't you? That's right. On the on the twenty first, they're doing another live event. Mm. At, um, there's there's a venue at Glasgow University. Yeah. And, and it's almost like a little mini amphitheatre. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a really really good good gig. So I'm going to be. Um, Reading, performing, whatever you want to call yeah. it, there um, on the on the Friday night on the twenty first. So can can anyone like if there's people from Manchester that want to take the the trek there to to watch you perform? Is that something that that's 
allowed or is it just for for no, the university no it's anyone who can go right. anyone associate with the word there, there, there are people who are manchester based who are part of the writing group Ah, okay. So and are you part of the writing group I as was, well? Yeah, I was at one time. I'm not anymore. Just a few uh, commitments and stuff. But there, mm-hmm. there will be people from um, Manchester going who, yeah. who are affiliated to the word. And there'll be people from all around Scotland and other parts of England going as well. Amazing. And Deacon Blue are actually a bit of a friend of All FM because um, our very own Kieran Kenny has interviewed Deacon Blue with the, the solo singer since he's gone solo as well. So, all right, okay. Yeah, so it's all linking in. I am excited to have you um, read some of your work live for us again as, as you did previously. Okay. What do you want to start off with? I'm going to go with a piece that's as yet untitled. I like the fact that it's untitled because that means that maybe not many people have heard it on radio or in public. Well, it, I've read it one night at Dulcimer, mm-hmm. Speakeasy in Dulcimer. Okay. That's the only time I've done it. Now, when you go, do the spoken word stuff, you sort of govern by this four-minute four minute rule, yeah, yeah. which means that <laughs> most of my stuff I can't read. But this <laughs> one, I, I started writing it with the view of reading it live at one of these nights so it's it's sort of like an extract from a piece that I'm I might finish off one day when I get around to it well you've got such a great storytelling style Mark that's one of the things that I love about everything that you do you have this way of we want to know what's going to happen next so you know it's it's good that you've you've started this with you know it's not finished yet and we'll be waiting for more of it I do believe good okay The eternal line of buses come to a momentary halt as the grey transit van, now straddling both lanes of Wilmslow Road, reverses towards the entrance of Times Square. The intro to Ready or Not by the Fugees plays on repeat, in between chants of 2-1-2 as the sound equipment gets its final check before the Saturday night crowds arrive. You guide the driver through his wing mirrors before giving the universal sign for halt. The engine roars. A foot closer, jolting to a stop inches from the open door, forcing you to jump from harm's way. You didn't plan for banter this early on in the night, and especially not from some delivery driver. You need to think of a decent comeback. Maybe mock hysterics or even paternal disappointment. The engine stops. One of the bar staff wafts the diesel fumes filling the pub and another barks a disapproving cough directed at the rear end of the van, now blocking the pub's entrance. Both doors open from the inside. One, two, three. Eight satin-clad giants disembark like an airborne battalion. But it's not the matching jackets that silence the sound check. The Crimean War of 1855 left relics strewn into the present day, with events set to verse in Tennyson's Charge of the Light Brigade, and the first known use of a woollen headpiece issued to protect troops from the merciless Russian winter. The Bolaclava helmet. The very same one all eight guests now appear to be wearing. The mic is glued to the DJ's open mouth and the Lauren Hill loop ceases. They split up and patrol the wooden alcoves 
both toilets behind the bar, every inch is inspected before they regroup in a horseshoe around the smallest person in the building. The one wearing the same black satin jacket as they are. But yours has a luminous yellow band around the left arm. One approaches. Bold blue eyes like a Disney princess. His breath bats your ear as he whispers. Is this Mick Walsh's door? You haven't a clue. You're only here because your brother asked you to help out in the pub. One night, Keith said. But you see, he knew about your unscheduled gap year. You told him loads repeat the first year of uni. But he didn't think it'd go down too well with mum. How could you say no? You didn't know he meant on the doors. But it was a chance for some inspiration. A research project for your writing. Like an undercover reporter working on a Pulitzer-nominated expose. Write what you know, they always said at writing group. And you never seem to know that much. Mick Walsh, is this his door? Maybe it's a test. An initiation to see how you hold up under pressure. You tap your chin like the answer's on the tip of your tongue. I don't think it is, you know. He strokes your earlobe with his finger and thumb. Well, it soon will be. The satin giants file back into the van and it roars into the evening traffic, leaving behind a blanket of filth stifling the room. The DJ finds his voice. Announcing through the PA system, petrol. You tell him it's most likely diesel. Most transit vans are. Petrol, he says again. All over the dance floor. Joanne, get the sawdust from the back. And for God's sake, nobody smoke.
that was Baseball Furies. Do you want do you want to tell us what um, song that was from? What film that was from? Sorry, because I because I I don't know. <laughs> it's from it's it's called um, Baseball Furies Chase. Okay. And it's by uh, a guy called Barry Vozon and he did the soundtrack to a film called The Warriors mm. that was out in the 70s. Mm. And I, um, myself and my brother used to share a bedroom when we was young. Okay. And he had a big poster of this on oh, the Oh, wow. Wall. And if, if for people who aren't familiar with the film, it's about these gangs in New York and they all like dressing different outfits to identify which gang they're in. Right, okay. And that particular one's uh, about a gang called the Baseball Furies who dress up in baseball yeah. um, gear and they have their faces painted. A little bit like Kiss, the band Kiss. Right, them? right, right, yeah. And they look they look terrifying, but they can't, but fight. Big... They can't fight. I'll tell you <laughs> that, in the film, they get battered. But it's it's um, it's just a brilliant film. And there's a few references kind of in that that piece that you just um, performed for us that you, because because you mentioned about like the the satin um, clothing, didn't you? I can't yeah. remember what you what you said exactly, but it was like you, you could tell that was the the uniform of a gang. Oh perhaps. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was sort of um, like what old Dorman used to wear in the in the years ago. They used to wear like these big black puffer jackets. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. What I enjoyed about that piece as well was you kept the theme of Keith going. <laughs> Is this something you're always going to do now? You're always going to keep the, the Keith theme? It's it's sort of... Um, I don't know. If, if, if I ever need a character in something I write, yeah. I tend to nick somebody's name in my novel. Right, right, OK. Um, and that's that's for, it doesn't really affect the story much, but it's sort of... Um, I don't know, it helps me write it in a way. When it's, it's sort of a real character, if you know what I mean. I think not. Not only does it help you write it, it's it's one of those in, endearing um, qualities to to your website because it reminds me of some of the quotes that that people um, left for you on, on on the website. Where what was it now? He, he mentions places, you know, like um, Little Hudson, and, and his grammar's good, and that's by Abby's mum. Like, and who's Abby's mum? <laughs> that's, that's actually that's a real quote. Okay. That's a real quote. It was a text that my, uh, my daughter's, Abby's my daughter's friend. Right, right. And she, um, I think it was a text that her mum sent her and she got, it got forwarded on to me. Oh, wow. And I just thought it was quite a good uh, quote. Yeah, no, it kind of encapsulates everything about your, your work as well. So the last time that you were on, we chatted a bit about the fact that you used to be um, in a band, which you've been telling us that the only thing that you all had in common was the the, the faces. Yeah, pretty but much. This is kind of like giving you the the bug to be in live music again, hasn't it? I suppose so. I could, I've I've always um, attempted to play right little bits of stuff. Uh, I was I was a bass player when I was in the band. Yeah, I've, I've always got an acoustic guitar. Mm. Just can sort of get a few chords out of right. um, keyboards I can get a couple of chords out of okay. them as well it's just something I think wow. once you learn one instrument I would never say I could play something outright but I can sort of mm. feel my way around the keyboard and stuff like that a little oh, bit I think you do really well do, do you want to tell us a little bit about the process of this because your EP is called The, the Swimmer yeah. you said that you had a bit of an experiment with your iPad yes so, so did all the music come from that, or did you include any of the your own musical playings kind of thing? Well, it, it's all played on the iPad. There's no loops or samples right, in it. Right, OK. I'll tell a lie. On the swimmer, the track mm -hmm. I think you're going to play now, there yeah. is one small sample, which is um, 
uh, it's a bit I've nicked a bit of a new order song a tiny oh, okay. bit uh, and it's a vocal part but everything else is played mm. you can um, I play the bass on it the drums you, can, you play the drums and then you repeat them in a loop yeah uh, the strings I've actually played the violin and the cello together on it yeah one of the great things about an iPad and garage band and stuff like that mm. and these other music programs is you can actually go in and replicate playing an instrument sure so that's pretty much what I've done you know, they're not loops or anything, they're all played, so... And it's really good use of the... Because ch cello was the instrument, the only instrument that I used to play, really, the cello. All right. And I think that you have really good use of the, the cello for the kind of... the dramatics of it, in a way. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So we'll have this now, and this is the, the title... Um, the title... Track, track, track yeah. isn't Definitely, it? Yeah. yeah. OK, let's have this. Samantha takes you down to a place by the water, serving toast with avocado, an omelette filled with peppers, and an air is so much darker than you ever could remember, and her hands are now tattooed, who brings across each finger, and she stares just for a second, because that's all that she needs, to see if it's been worth it, all this messaging for the past two and a half weeks. That's probably a bit weird, and that's what she once called you. The time you wrote that card and left it on a desk just before English, and you saw it in a bag, so you know that she kept it. So you're out here treading water in Bruce Lee style pajamas, just like when you were 12, hoping someone might notice. been watching her for months, scrolling through the timeline, through the holidays in Dubai, and the wedding in the Maldives, but he's been missing from the photos, you work out about eight years, so she's focused on the salon, and her daughter's martial arts. by the lake and you want to ask her if she saw you that night behind the bowling green as she wraps herself around him when her eyes clenched in the street light and you froze just like a statue and you really wanted to save her but she didn't need saving and she stares across the lake as she talks of her new Audi how it cost her 15 grand but she wants to change the colour and her ex-boyfriend's still in prison for that thing he did in Thailand she still writes him letters, but she's not that really bothered. She spent the summer in a beaver, had a thing with Brandon Block. And he still messages on her birthday. She even gets a mention in his book. And then she asks the question, 
the one you always feared, where you have to make out that you've been interesting for the past 25 years, and somewhere in the distance, in the middle of the lake. A 12-year-old treads water, he gives his head a shake, the cold is starting to set in, he feels a bit of a clown, his Bruce Lee-style pyjamas are pulling him further down. Tell her that you're parking, runs out in half an hour. For the first time, you start to think about what life would be like without her. And as your engine starts, you make the call and say the words aloud. Okay, Google, how do I delete an Instagram account? I found a few articles on the Google Help Center that might answer your question. I sent them in a notification to your phone. That was the swimmer there, and that's the the first track from the new EP that Mark Jackson has now released. I loved how it just became so suited to the music because it just started off as a poem, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I, I, I read the the, the the words on a few uh, spoken words, open mic type nights, mm. and it did them without the music. And okay. It, and it, it didn't feel like it. It, it didn't. It felt like it needed something else. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Just with the response and stuff. So. Having the music to it though, it feels like as if it it was made to have the music for it. It just kind of it's it so fits in. And I think you know one of the things that we say about you, Mark, is you're a bit of a down to earth romantic. It's like it's not a fluffy romance, but it's kind of <laughs> like this down to earth romantic side to it as well. It's meant to have a bit of humour to it, I yeah. suppose. Um, somebody, a, a guy who watched me perform it once, come up to me after and said it. It's about wish fulfilment. He told yeah. Me. Mm. I wasn't quite sure what he meant, but he he, he was a poet, so I, I took it. He knew what he was talking about. <laughs> Are you comfortable with calling yourself a poet now, or do you prefer more the spoken word artist to title? Because because I'm not quite sure. What's what best des- describes what you do, but I think there is definitely a poetic quality. But you're more of a artist in in the other respect as well, aren't you? I suppose that's it's quite a good question. I I would never call myself a poet. Right. I, okay. I, I, I just wouldn't. I, I we don't, spoke about that last time. I don't time. feel I am. I don't feel I can be classed with these amazing people who, who can come up with poetry. Right. I would, I think one of the good things about the music stuff that I've done. Mm. Is that you can't really put your finger on what it is. Yeah. It's not quite a poet, a poem. It's not a song. Mm. It's sort of a story to music, I yeah. think. And yeah. that's one of the good things that I like about it is that you can't put your finger on on what it is. It's, it's you are a great storyteller, though. You you are a really good storyteller, and I think you do keep the the audience engaged, like when I've watched you perform at Dulcema, you do keep the audience engaged. And now that you're experimenting with the music, the music is kind of like building up the anticipation to what's yeah. coming next as well. So it's a great hybrid of creativity that, that you've got there, definitely. 
it's good to say it's probably a little bit like a soundtrack yes so I mean I'm a big fan of musically of soundtracks yeah to, you know when I watch films and stuff so it's it, the music is probably that mm. you know on the piece that I read before the one um, I mean we were talking before about I've, I've referenced music in it yeah There's yeah Fuji's reference yeah, in yeah. it and that's sort of like the soundtrack in somebody's head who's reading it I, I'm guessing yeah you know and, and I never thought of it until you said it I'll be honest I know we should have played that one as well but ready or not but ne- but never mind I, 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 like, I like what I like what you do and I like the way you the way you think I think one of the things that people listen to this show are always kind of that they're looking for tips and inspiration about how to write and stuff and you provide lots of that because music is such a, an inspiration for you I, I probably get music's probably my biggest inspiration yeah. to, to, to my writing I know mm. it's two different mediums but um there's 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 always a song that I'll, I'll reference and i think it sets the scene a little bit yeah uh, in a lot of times so yeah music's a big influence on, on me on all my writing a lot of the titles says um my pieces come from song titles as well right okay oh i didn't realize yeah. i didn't actually realize that um yeah, but I know that the one nine seven you did change to the one nine two when you first came came here. I think was it the one nine two? I think you changed it to, to, to that. Um, but I asked you this before, but I'll ask it you again for anyone that didn't hear you last time. Have you always wanted to be a writer like this, like telling these stories as you are? I, I never had any. Asp- well. Let me start again. I, I wanted to be a writer, mm. but I was quite happy not writing. Okay. That was when I was younger. Right. When right. I was at school, I, w- I was. It was one thing I, I, I sort of excelled in, I suppose, mm. compared to to other subjects. But I was quite happy not doing any writing because that way, there was a chance that I might get exposed as, as being rubbish. Ah, I so see. So I was quite yeah, happy yeah. telling myself, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be a writer one day." One I day. Never. Yeah. going through with it mm. because it's the risk that you, you set, you're putting yourself out there yeah. and you risk um, your dream falling, maybe. Your dream <laughs> falling apart I suppose yeah, yeah. That, that was the way my daft head worked with it so there's a couple of things happened I I, um, I got asked to be a best man for one of my friends this was about 12 years ago mm. um, and one of my friends died and I wrote a eulogy for him Right. so I, I was sort of me pushed yeah. into doing it sort of thing that was a bit of serendipity, wasn't it? It was like, th- this is the universe saying, here's your chance, you've always wanted to write, so, so now do it for, for this. But your, the response was quite good, wasn't it? So Yeah, the the, um, the the best man's speech that I did went all right, and mm. the piece that I wrote for, for Martin, who, who died, uh, got quite a good um, response of people. Mm. It, was, it was meant to be light-hearted as well. So, mm. And I, I just got a bit of encouragement to keep going with it, really, so I wrote, wow. f- just kept doing... It's always short stories with me. That was right. the thing that I, I always uh, captured my imagination. Yeah. I didn't have any uh, desire to write a book or write a novel. Or mm. it was it was the short story thing because I think that's what I was exposed to in magazines and in sure. fanzines. They always oh, used yeah, to yeah. do short stories in there, so that was my. Um, something that captured my imagination to, to and fanzines was a big influence for you wasn't it specifically that was where your eulogy piece was, was published wasn't that's, it that's right yeah it, yeah. Was, it was in uh, United We Stand I think I've, okay. I've had probably eight or nine short story pieces published in oh, wow. United We Stand fanzine and it's it's not a, uh, just a football um, magazine you're right it's, it, they, they do all sorts of uh, other uh, fiction, non-fiction type pieces in there, and 
the, the pieces that I wrote sort of fit the theme yeah. and fit the, fit the demographic of the people who were, mm. were uh, buying the mag. So, and I think that's that's good. Like when you talk about the demographic, because because you talk about like really down to earth people in your stories, don't you? <laughs> I think well, it's, I think you, there's a saying. I think he's the comment in that last piece. You write what you know. Yeah. You write what you know. You write mm. places. You know what? I'm not going to write about living in 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 the. Uh, in, in downtown New York because I don't live there I'm going to yeah. write about where where I know what to write about mm. like but catching the 197 <laughs> yeah. down Stockport Road it's it's, yeah. place, it's places that I'm familiar with um, and that's all you can do as a writer I think yeah but it does make it so relatable and engaging when you're like actually performing it at local events as well but that's what's so good about the way they've taken to you in, in Glasgow though as well because you know you're talking about Manchester, but they're still really into it. Yeah, I think I think they, they probably just uh, there's probably references that can people can relate to in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have been down Stockport Road to 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 understand. There's an equivalent everywhere, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. People will, will put their own mm-hmm. road bus number in in, <laughs> in their own uh, in their own heads. I think exactly. So I'm excited to get like an, another live um, piece from you. Um, and then we'll have another one of your um, desert island choices. But but what have you got for us next? Okay, I'm gonna read a piece that uh, I'm gonna sound really pretentious. <laughs> here. This is one that I did on the BBC. Right. On the upload program. Well, we're just happy that you've come back to to All FM, even though you are BBC regular, as I've said. <laughs> so it's BBC all good. Regular, yeah, <laughs> so this is a piece that I read on the on the upload program, and. It's called Noel Dies at the End. Your legs are weak. Another push in the back forces you to up the pace. It feels like a hill. A winding gravel path. The hood smells like stale dust. Dead skin, your mum always said. It must be an old t-shirt, a cotton balloon cable tied at the neck. You ask for water and the hand pushes you against cold stone, then onto your knees as you inhale deep breaths of dead skin. Whoever this is, he's getting it big time. Do they really know who they're messing with? You know people, people who know people. You've always been surrounded by jealousy. Anger's on, sucking you dry. That's why you moved away. You always hated coming home. Back into the hole where you was born. You never got any respect. Never appreciated. Not from the critics, the writers. The lads at the match. Them in the Wrangler cords and the Adidas tobacco. Couldn't stand seeing someone do well, could they? How many bills to pay and how many kids now, them boys? They're all living in some dump now. 12-hour shifts and dancing on ice. He's close by. You feel him watching like some alien life form. You don't need to apologise for anything. You told everyone how great you were and the world agreed. Like a Trump thing, even before anyone knew what that was. 
It was those melodies. They just came so easily. If you've got an ear for it, it's alchemy. People crave familiarity and they just lapped it up. Who doesn't like a story when they already know the ending? All that adulation. It was creepy at first. Then you couldn't live without it. But it was always going to end someday. Just like with Marley. Or Vicious. Or even Lennon. But the older you got, the more you didn't want it to. You ought to be Paul. Not John. The ground vibrates with pacing footsteps, close then far away. You ask what it would take to walk away and forget the whole thing. One phone call, that's all. Anything they wanted. They might need help and you could sort it for him. You could go for a beer. Talk it through and find some common ground. With great power comes great responsibility. Everyone thinks that line's from Spider-Man 2, but it's from the Bible. A priest told you, backstage at the Barrowlands 1994, Luke chapter 12, verse 48. You blurt through the story of the Glaswegian priest and how he bent your ear for half an hour whilst everyone else laughed. And you smile too as you tell him, hoping they'll realise that they like you. Or at least did at one time. But they can't see. Because your face is hidden under an old t-shirt cable tied at the neck. And you knelt with your back against the wall as the wind rips into your bare arms. And the damp has soaked through the knees of your wrangler cords. Soak you to the bone. I'm sorry, you say. And a cold blade presses against your windpipe. You scream through clenched teeth. And you are sorry. Snip. The hood is yanked away and a torch thrust to your face. A blinding light shining far behind your eyes. Then a voice. Now then. That wasn't so hard, was it? Got all the love and beauty in the spirit of the night And I'm holding my ticket tight Stupidity and suffering are on that ticket too But I'm going down the dip with you I swear I'm touched but then I'm tired For everyone who tries to tie me I seem to realize my cup overflows I tumble down to take your hand and no one even knows With the broken backs and the pack of max saying that's the way it goes I've got all the love and beauty in the spirit of the night And I'm holding my ticket tight 
Stupidity and suffering are on that ticket too And I'm going down the dip with you I've been facing all the way I've been chasing all the orange While the bourgeois breed all you need is greed And that quiet remembrance day I'm gonna pull that chain till the heavens rain And I see them washed away Cause I bound myself to virtue But I'm bound to make a move If it's less than this You know I can't approve I've been hanging with the hollow man Who never got the groove Now I'm going down the dip with you And I've got all the love and beauty And the spirit of the night Holding my ticket tight Stupidity and suffering Are on that ticket too And I'm going down the dip with you Aztec Canberra there. You're, you're listening to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9 All FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world, online. You're joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly. I'm wishing you all a very happy Easter. And we're having a bit of an alternative Easter here with the lovely Mark Jackson. But you did get some biblical references in, so it's all good in that last piece, didn't you? Yeah, it did. Squeeze one in there. I don't know how accurate it is, actually. I shouldn't really come clean with that. I think it is. Mm. I, I, I did some research on where the Bible... I thought you don't use the Bible unless you've got a proper verse. Right, yeah. Quoted it properly, and I think it is. I think Do it's it something well. along them lines. So. I was asking you as well, would would you ever um, send that to the, the unmentionable person that that was uh, inspired by? <laughs> well, I think I've got to be careful, because if we were just talking then, if, if anything happened to him... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, the police would be uh, giving me an early morning call. Ooh. I think I'm the first one in the frame, so I've, I've got to stop talking about him. But it's it's a good outlet, isn't it? That was that was a good outlet for what you were thinking about him. Yeah, I've I've sort of um I've, I've, I wanted to write something along them lines about someone being um, answerable yeah. to their um, to the past in a way. Right. I don't yeah. know. I think he, he's. I should be a massive fan of this person. Yeah, the unmentionable. Who, who, who comes from not too far from here. I should yeah. be a big fan. We've got a lot in common, music, taste, and. Um, but they never, they never. I was never gripped by them for some reason, and I didn't. I've never taken to him. How he he tends to reinvent himself now. I know he's like a, some sort of football pundit. He's like the the the, the ordinary man's yeah. voice of, of football on Sky now and stuff like. That. He tends to reinvent himself every so often. I think he probably feels that that he has to do that. I think he knows that there are these attitudes like the one that you've got about him. <laughs> well, sort of, I think you mentioned in the piece he he, he maybe doesn't get the um, the adulation. From some of his peers from when he was younger, mm. maybe you know, there's, there's a few people uh, my age who've never talked to him as much. You know, you, you can't follow him. There's, he changed music really. Mm. He switched switched a lot of people onto music. Got him onto pick guitars up. So there's probably a bit of jealousy along my line, along the lines with, with maybe you could interpret that with him. Right. But yeah. I've, I've just never been a fan. Let's just put it that way. Well, you got a good piece of writing out of it so you know that's the main thing isn't it and yeah. you you um so, so he's, he's he's got one over on me again then <laughs> oh 
god. Anyway, I am excited to hear some some more of of yours. We we will play some more of your EP as well. I'm happy that you know we're one of the first stations to actually play your your EP tracks, and they sound great in the studio. They sound even better than they did on my phone. I'm, I'm absolutely blown away that they're actually on the radio. To be yeah. honest with you, this is the first. I mean, they played uh, the one nine seven on the upload show, mm. but this is like sort of proper radio play play yes. time thing in it. Yeah, so it's, it's, it sounds amazing. I'm uh, I'm well chuffed with it all. And it just feels like this is going to be a, an EP that that grows in success. It, it came out late last year, didn't it? I think I put the two tracks out together. I did. I did them both in about week and I put them wow. put them out around uh, about end of August time last year I think. Yeah I remember um, bumping into you and Dulcimers around the time that you, you'd first got it out there and I thought yeah. oh we need to, to get it on the radio but you know yeah. you've done more since then. I've got I've got three that are done and I think the, the reason that I've, I think from a response point of view they tend, tend to go down quite well when I've done live stuff because mm. I, I play the backing track and I do the vocal live right. over, the, over the over the mic. Oh, I've not seen that yet. That's something I'm, I need to to see next time. It tends to go it tends to go around quite well. That uh, a lot of reaction, shall mm. we say? So it's something I'm probably going to pursue while I've um, I've got another few bits of music written. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I just need to put some words to it and. Getting, getting finished off. Nice, because one of the things that you seem to do with your your music is you build this an- anticipation of, oh, what's this piece going to be? What's he going to say next? So I think that's yeah. really good to experience live. Yeah, it's it's um, it's um it's definitely had an impact, I think, when yeah. people come up to you and comment, which is what you want. You want a reaction, whether yeah. it's good or bad. You don't want every... It doesn't matter if people don't tell you. It's brilliant. If, <laughs> if you get some sort of reaction off people, that, oh, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. So we will have one more live piece for you from you, I think, before we we get to the ads. Um, so tell us a little bit about this. Okay, this is the first time I'm going to have read. I'm going to have read this one. This is. I mentioned earlier that yeah. I wrote a piece called "Jeans Not Happening." Oh right, yeah. Um, which was the original. Where I got the name Keith, Keith from that particular yeah. story. Now there was a part two to that particular story, and it's called Death Rides a Bus. Oh, the title already. The title. <laughs> so I'm going to read. It's a story that it's a little bit longer than most of the stuff what mm. I do. But I probably when I look back at the stuff that I've done, I'm absolutely well chuffed with this one. Yeah. It, I just like it's got a really good ending. It's a bit funny, a bit. Yeah. Weird stuff going on. Um, and I always felt there was a kind of like humour, a uh, dark humour maybe in, in your pieces, but definitely humour. And you in the past didn't really feel that you were writing humorous, but now you're embracing it a bit more, aren't you? I think, well, I, I could never set out to be funny. My daughter said to me the other day, why don't you write something funny? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do that. I can write yeah. something that might be a little bit funny. Yeah, but with the intention of being funny, it blocks you a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I couldn't write for a specific yeah. genre sort mm. of thing. If something's funny in it, great. If something's sad in it, great. But I couldn't set out to do... I couldn't write a comedy song. Right. I couldn't be, 
I bet you could, you know. You just don't think that you... You're unintentionally quite hilarious at times, though, in, in that dark way. It's like, I don't know that... I don't know which one it is with the microsurgeon. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Set up at three in the morning with, a, like, a microsurgeon. Yeah, yeah. But... yeah. It's, well, OK. So to, what we're going to do is... This, so this piece is... I'll give you a bit of background to it. So this is... Um, called Death Rides a Bus. Mm. It's about um, the character, Keith's brother, has been in a police cell, interviewed for something. Okay. And he's, he's been charged it, um, with a crime. 